0: living longer, and staying healthier. It's Healthy Talk with Dr. Michael Smith, MD. Here's
1: your host, Dr. Mike. So why you eat what you eat. My guest is Dr. Cliff Thomas. He's a surgeon and author of The One Hour Power Diet. Dr. Thomas, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks. Happy to be here.
1: So I got this. I'm going to read something right from your bio, okay? And I'm going to, uh, and then we'll, I'll ask you to maybe expand on this a little bit. Cause I'd, I'd like my listeners to learn a little bit about my guest and why they do what they do. So here's sure. what your bio says His experiences with trauma, pediatric surgery, and major burns taught him a lot about nutrition and how the body responds to nutrition. He found that the patients often need it more than a pill, a diet, or a surgery. Tell us how you got started in, in looking more into nutrition um, and more natural medicine.
0: Well, you know, I went through a long transition through medicine and uh, did a lot of, uh, uh, like I said, trauma and major burns where we had to work with formulas to determine how many calories give them and on down the list, deficiencies. But I started doing weight loss surgery. And uh, really, as I, you know, the surgery is a tool to help people change their eating habits. And they only get the long-term results to, to the degree that they change their eating habits. So in the beginning, I really kind of focused on giving them lists of things to eat and those kind of things. But over time, I figured out that that really didn't work so well. And what was really the problem is day to day life was getting away to eating the, you know, I believe in Michael Pollan's simple concept of eating real food, small volumes, mostly plants.
1: Yeah, yeah. So tell, okay, but let's take that. Concept. What you said just said is very important because I think when I first read the title of your book right one the uh, one hour power diet right. dr thomas the first thing that came to my mind was oh it's another fad diet it's i'm gonna lose right. 20 pounds in one hour now yeah so m- explain right. but but then i went on your side i learned a little bit more about you and i realized no 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 that's not what this is so right. maybe we need to explain the one hour power diet right off the bat go ahead
0: Right. So I did take a poke at the quick uh, weight loss schemes. uh, (laughs) Really trying to change the conversation away from eating this, not that, to more of changing eating habits, which I haven't been with us a long time. They don't change overnight. But you do that a lot with game-changing perspectives. And one of the main ones I share is simply having people check in one hour after eating with themselves. ask themselves, you know. After eating – how do I feel? How much energy do I have? How much? How's my mind thinking? How does my body feel? Does it feel like doing something or does it feel like hitting the couch? But then thinking back to the hour before, at, to the food volume, the food and food combinations that they ate, and start realizing that, that it really does make a difference. And frankly, just for the listeners, if they just try that a couple of times this week, just an hour after eating, think about the food volume and kind of food that they ate, and kind of relate it to how they feel. And They'll realize it makes a difference.
1: Yeah. Well, Dr. Thomas, my listeners are very familiar with just reducing calorie consumption overall. That we we've talked about how that's better for how the cell manages energy, overall metabolism. There's even you know restricting calories to even a small degree can activate some of those CERT genes, which are the cell protective genes. So my my listeners are very aware of that and i talk about that yeah but here but here's the okay but why why do why do we eat what we eat why are some people what do you think why are some people more like salt cravers like me or something versus sugar cravers and and if somebody's a sugar craver we got to really change that how do we do that what's your thoughts
0: well wait you know so you point out one of the most important things and why nobody can give anybody a eat this diet and it's going to work for you because we're all genetically different we're culturally different and so we have quite a few differences so nobody can tell you and some people do uh, need more salt for example but uh ultimately if and that's why you can count calories and do all this stuff but the end point of all that is how how you feel how much energy mental clarity and how does your body feel so that's what you're striving for that's the end point of all the Your self-experimenting that you're doing is that. When you realize and start paying attention to your body, uh, you'll be able to see that. So self-experimenting with salt, table salt versus Himalayan salt, you'll be able to tell a difference.
1: Oh, that's a good—now, I use Himalayan salt, and I find that I use a little bit less, right, than the, than the, the, the normal table salt, but I'm still a salt craver. I'm still, I still right. would rather reach for potato chips than something sweet, and that's just my genetic makeup. So it, it brings up a good point, Doctor, because I think one of the key reasons diets fail for a lot of people is they, there are certain things you like, certain things you crave, certain textures and flavors. If you completely eliminate those things, why would you want to stay on that diet? Right. right. So there, we have so, to learn how to incorporate some of that same stuff that we like into our daily eating hab- habits. Right.
0: We do, and that's that's kind of the challenging part because you can get the concept pretty pretty quickly. Pretty much all eating comes down to taste and texture, and that is different from person to person. But beyond that, why do we eat? Well, we're eating for nutrients. Sometimes we eat for pleasure, and sometimes we're eating for some kind of dysfunctional needs like we've been beat up through the day and we really need a hug and nobody's around to give it to us so we'll go to food (laughs) or maybe we're just a little bored and and we need something more fulfilling to do so we're going to go to food so you know those it's really that and that's a good question to ask yourself after eating am I eating eating for nutrients am I eating for pleasure or am I eating is it one of these dysfunctional needs that's happening at the moment and each one is fun to talk about but Pleasure is one of the one I like to talk about, too. Pleasure is important in life. But right, when you're yeah. eating for pleasure, you really ought to ask yourself, "That is this quality? Was it made by somebody that has love and passion for making this particular thing? Did they use quality ingredients? And and if you just follow those, go by qualities, can decrease the frequency. You can eat it because most of it's not made with quality; It's junk. And, uh, and so you don't want to do it very often, and you don't want to do it with any particular pattern because – Pleasure really is, is much better when it kind of evolves spontaneously, moment by moment, instead of planned at a certain time.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, okay, you, in your book, well, I don't know in your book, but I saw this on your, um, your website has um, some podcasts, right? I think on your, yeah. did I see, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. so I saw one, I saw one of the podcasts about um, what you call tainted food right yeah how what tell yeah. us tell us what you mean by that
0: well pretty much all of our food has a problem and uh whether it's pesticides of plants or if it's the toxins in the animal fat from animals uh pretty much all of it you know if you're eating a lot of fish you're potentially getting too much mercury so pretty much all of it has an issue and probably the the best way to get around that is eat a variety of Real food, small volumes, mostly plants, but eat a variety when it comes to uh, both your plant food and your animal food.
1: Yeah. So if you shop down, and, and my listeners know this too. So when you go into a grocery store, if you're shopping mostly in the middle aisles, that's a lot of tainted food, right? That's the boxes and the cans and all that. Yeah. Pe- I mean, people who made that food don't really love what they do, right? They're just trying to make some money off tainted
0: food. <laughs> yes, I highly recommend that you. Stay away from as much packaged food as possible.
1: Yeah, so shop on the outside aisles, right? The fresh foods and the vegetables. Give me Doctor Tom my guess is Dr. Cliff Thomas. He's surgeon. He's author of the One Hour Power Diet. Doctor Thomas, give me the full the full title of your of your book.
0: It's the One Hour Power Diet. One Hour Can Change Your Life and it only takes minutes.
1: And so he's, you, uh, he's been a, if, if he's you, been a pediatric you, surgeon, a weight loss surgeon, and um, is, there, is there a website that uh, you'd like to send my listeners to?
0: Yeah, go to com. That's where you can pick up some podcasts, uh, some of the products, books, mini books, uh, all the various things we have to try to help people change their eating
1: habits. Yeah. So are you a sugar craver or a salt craver, Dr. Thomas?
0: I uh I'm probably in the middle. Uh, I've, I've kind of tweaked my eating over time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I eat, just always I find that interesting. Fruit, I And that's
0: where I get most of my sugar.
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I think uh, I do too. Maybe that's why I lean more towards the salt side of things. What a fascinating conversation with Dr. Cliff Thomas. Go check out his book The One Hour Power Diet. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <laughs>